piece of me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of red pump in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. What's up, film fans? Welcome to a new episode. Welcome to episode 245. Welcome to Passion of the Christ, and welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Juan, and I'm joined by the cast, Zach. Hey, what's up, guys? Craig? Yo, yo. Monday. Does it feel like a Monday to you guys? Yeah. Every day feels like a Monday now. Every day feels like a Monday uh, how was uh, how was the weekend? Feel, even though we just talked last Monday, it feels like it's been an eternity. I don't know I, why. I was gonna say it felt quick with all the rain and weather. Just felt like every night you were having to do something that took your mind off everything. And then I, I can't swim, so all that rain kind of freaked me out. At least you can float. Yep. We all float down here. Yep. Uh, Going in today's episode now. <laughs> But Zach, what about you? What a, what a, what a weekend was it for you? Good weekend, bad weekend? Um, it was all right. Gonna be honest, kind of just having some knee troubles right before the surgery. I'm just like, God oh, damn it! All right, here we go. Just trying to get through the. Just trying to like, just trying to live, as they say. So Zach's body is breaking down. You're gonna end up going into this thing like Steve Rogers and coming out like Captain America. You getting a whole new knee? No, not no, a whole new trouble. knee. Just. Turbo, Turbo man. man or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Not exactly, but something like that. Jamie. Jamie. Speaking of Jamie, we're joined by Edward. Jamie. Oh my God. Much better. There you go. It was never what? trust Bill Gates and Microsoft. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Edward's got some 2K in the background. I'm on the Fox now. Firefox that works. Uh, so, you, got little, you got a little creature behind you there, Ed. Yes, yes, I do. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> we thought six you year kids. old, you know. <laughs> and then she just left her kids there. I got a creature behind me too, Ed. Look, I got an ET. Oh. I thought that was Cole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> got a little ET behind me. Oh my gosh, he said he thought it was Cole. But uh, let's, let's get into there. it. Uh, May is almost finished. We have two more episodes left. We're talking Sicario next week, and then All Quiet on the Western Front front in two weeks. Um, yeah. Last week, if you guys want to check out last week's episode, we talked all about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. You can listen to it now wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can check it out and watch it on this YouTube channel, Emisawa Productions, every single Monday at 5.30 um may not be all four of us but you can watch at least one of us talk about something even if it's about you know what he's done in his home life in the past week yeah there you go uh social media you guys can follow all the social media accounts that's the fastest way to find all of our links to the episodes facebook.com forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast the instagram slash the cinnamon movie podcast Twitter at 7405, and then the email is C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. No, I was texting Ed. Um, 
And then, you know, uh, summer's coming right around the corner, guys. So uh, I have some some key uh, events coming up that I'm trying to settle uh, and do for this summer. Uh, Dead Center is coming back this summer. So I believe we're going to try to go and do Dead Center year number two uh, at the end of June, I believe, or it's at the middle of June. So Dead Dead Center year two is is back for us. And then... uh, you know, I think we have some live events coming up in, in August and September. Good. So, uh, man. live events coming up this fall. September, man. Five years. Wake me up. Yep. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Speaking of. What is that? <laughs> Record. Is it's the greatest hits. Channel? Do what? Is he holding a ping pong? Paddle? Yes. That's weird. And I mean, oh they're all three dressed as reverends, so it says uh, God's favorite band. So it's fitting for the episode. So God's favorite band, and we're talking about uh, God's favorite football team. You know, they're the Dallas Cowboys schedule got released. Uh, this past week, uh, you know, we're everybody's like, scheduled it. We're like 12 weeks away from football season. Uh, if that was the case, I think they'd have a Super Bowl by now. They're, they're, they're getting one this year. You know, this this season is the I think this is the 30th celebration of their uh first Super Bowl yeah. championship in 1993. So that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for this 2023 season. Hey, you know, if if the Arlington Renegades can win the XFL, you know, Dallas is next. Uh, Let's dig into today's movie. Um, We are talking about Passion of Christ. But before we get into Passion, anybody have any recent watches they want to kind of get off their chest and talk about before we get into the movie? Um, I mean, uh, considering where I'm going, uh, tomorrow, I am going to, uh, say that I've watched all of the, uh, eight Harry Potters again. It's a refreshing, you know, refreshing, but yeah. And that makes, and that makes what, 2000th viewing of these movies? <sighs> Baker's dozen plus. <laughs> So, you know, somewhere around there. It's not the only dozen bakers plus he can put down. <laughs> oh, my God. Zach, what about you? You check anything out? Uh, no, it was kind of a light week. I finally finished after what seems like hell and ever, Home Improvement. So, and Zach, tell see. everybody why you're watching Home Improvement. Uh, I, the reason I'm watching Home Improvement, or I finished watching Home Improvement, is actually I'm going to see Tim Allen. Live at the Civic Center on Friday, so downtown Oklahoma City. Uh-huh. Exactly. What, what does he do live? Is it a comedy? He, do, he, he yeah, drinks he on stage and do and does drugs. Yeah. This no, is, he. This uh, is a Tim Allen sobriety hour. <laughs> no, he did. He does stand up comedy. He did that before he did like Toy Story and even Home Improvement. So. Okay. Okay. And Craig's like, okay, it was not a work a waste of money. So okay. <laughs> no, I, I just I didn't know. Like same thing with uh the dad from Full House. I didn't know he was a stand-up comedian. 
Yeah. Are you, are you going to be pissed if I get a uh, autograph with Buzz Lightyear? I mean, now that you bring it up, I you might stop by and grab my Buzz. Get some, get some Buzz. <laughs> grab get your some, what? Get some memorabilia. At least I didn't yeah. say... At least it's not Tom Hanks and you didn't say, hey, you can come grab my Woody. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, hey, you, Andy's Ryan, mom had Buzz and Woody, too. Ryan Gosling was the best Buzz Lightyear Jesus ever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Man. For Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> or Chris Evans. <laughs> I was like... Man. Are these for us the, to talk about... The for us to be tapes? talking about a Christian... For us to be talking about a Christian movie, man, we're on a roll today. <laughs> Come on, guys. I could have said something... Uh, I checked out some, some new movies. I, I recommend all of them. Go check them out. Man Called Auto. Infinity Pool was completely insane. Don't watch it with any kids around. Uh, Inspection. And the latest A24 movie. And then The Passion of the Christ. Uh, A Man Called Auto. I didn't find this out until I just bought the movie. But it's on Netflix. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's on Netflix. First, for a second, I thought you were going to say Inspector Gadget. No. Craig, what about you? Check anything out besides uh, the XFL championship this weekend? Uh, I watched like a little bit of that. Um, Keeping up with the NBA playoffs? Here and there. Uh, like Zach, it's been a light week for me. Um, aside from Zelda coming out on Friday, I've put in like, I don't know, it's been three days since it came out. I think I put in four days worth. Zelda. Yeah, Legend of Zelda. Um, fantastic game. Uh, so just been doing that. Family, Mother's Day. Um, and uh, I'm sure I snuck in a movie or two here or there, but I can't really remember them. Must not have been good, right? I think that's <laughs> what it was. Uh, before we go on, I just want to ask who's going to go see Fast 10 this weekend. I didn't know it was coming out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think Zach's on the same page. I I, I didn't know it was this weekend. Edward, Ar- Ed, Ed, Edward already has his tickets to tell the people next to him about the real car situation. <laughs> now they've made it a trilogy, and <laughs> like, what the hell is going on with that franchise? Uh, Lightning McQueen would beat any of them in a race. Somebody also uh, in just a few days is celebrating a birthday. Zatch? Oh, not me. Edward, you, take, Edward takes his Whoppers, double meat, <laughs> double cheese, extra onion, extra mayo, and I can tell you where to put those Burger King gift cards at. Right here. <laughs> nah. you, you can send them to... You'll have to send them to Universal this time because I ain't going to be anywhere near Oklahoma. Universal? When do you yes, come sir. back to Universal Studios? Saturday at midnight. What Saturday at midnight. Who yes, goes sir. to Universal Studios anymore, bro? First off, world. Did you see that they're going to build one in, in Texas? First off, yeah, I did hear about that, actually. Okay, okay. Hey, since you're going... I, I I did recently see a video of this. Since you're going, I need a yeah. video of you using one of those interactive wands where you're like, pop, pop, pop. Don't, don't even fret. I got two of them, bro. I'm going to do like, them. I don't need I'm interactive. 
I got the Harry Potter <laughs> one, and I got the uh, a, a personal one. You know, so oh. I, I got you. I'll send you like five or six videos. Edward, know? I know you're an OU fan, but this this question has been bothering me ever since I saw that it was on the menu. Do you like the Texas Whopper? I actually had it uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so nice just you know. had it. <laughs> couple weeks of course. ago, you know. So yeah, it's not too shabby. Take off the tomatoes and onions, and I'm good. Look, I, I like a lot of stuff from Texas as long as it's not burnt orange. All right, I'll and, agree. And you know? and maroon, and they call themselves the twelfth man and do stuff like we, this. We we love a lot of their players. You know, Speaking they of, usually come through and get pretty good off of yeah, us. Yeah, they come to the Speaking, right side of the river. They do. Speaking of the twelfth man, today we are talking about the Passion of the Christ. We're talking all about the Mel Gibson directed film. Uh. IMDb has it at 7.2, Rotten Tomatoes at 49%, the Metascore is at 47%, while Edward and the Google users like it at 93%. Um, with a release date of February 25th, 2004, it had a $30 million budget, and it grossed a little over $600 million at the box office. Um the final 12 hours in the life of Jesus on the day of his crucifixion in Jerusalem. Uh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Starring, uh, Zach, go ahead and uh, let us know the top build cast here for, for your, uh, your pick. <clears throat> Craig's pick, technically. Yeah. Um, Jim Cavazel, Monica Belushi, Maya Morgenstern, and Sergio Rubini. Those are, the, those, are the, those are the four that I can pronounce. So, And then uh, Mel Gibson directed it, guys. Um, you know, as we usually go throughout the whole, whenever we're talking about an older movie, we'll go around and uh, first time view, or have you guys seen it before, or what was it like revisiting it for this episode? Zach, we'll start with you. You see this in the theater? <clears throat> No, I did not see this in the theater. Um, no, uh, the first time I saw this was actually at a church viewing. Uh, I think after I hit like DVD or something, they had like a, a community showing at, at the church I was going to at the time. Um, I remember really being wordless. I just felt very numb after walking out of it. I remember my mom asking me, do you understand what all that was and the, the meaning behind it? And so I haven't seen this movie in almost 20 years. It turns 20 next year. And I just, you know, when he said, you're going to do it for the show, I was like, all right, I guess we can go back and revisit that. And it was still, it was still a lot of the same um, feelings, emotions, and put it into perspective for you guys. Like I usually take notes. I couldn't put, take notes for this. I really couldn't. Cause I, it just felt like disrespectful while doing that. So, so I am kind of, the let me put this in a different way i've seen this like three times yesterday would probably be the fourth time uh i was nervous the first time watching it because i felt like i was watching something i wasn't supposed to um but when watching it yesterday i threw all feelings religion and uh beliefs aside and just watched it as a film and i know that's probably the opposite of what some of you guys are going to say or what most people say 
but I really try to just watch this as a movie fan. And I was not, I'm going to say the opposite of Russell Crowe and Gladiator. I was not entertained as just a movie fan, but I did have a lot of questions. And some of you guys got those questions yesterday in the group chat. And uh, I didn't take notes there, you know, as we should probably say, I just wrote down questions. So that's probably what this is going to be for me. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll chime in kind of piggybacking off of what you're saying. Um, it's hard for a Christian movie, religious movie, especially one dealing with something as serious as this uh, to be entertainment. Um, so with that in mind, I went in uh, kind of seeking it as uh, informational um, and also, you know, cause almost like watching a movie for school then, right? Kind of. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're wanting to learn, you're wanting to just indulge in what it is. It's not, you know, there, there's, there's hardly any movies about religion, the Bible that go on to be super successful. And I, I don't, I don't mean to say this in the wrong way, but people are looking for entertainment. Whereas this is, it's Almost, more of a niche kind of crowd, for that matter. It it should be hitting more, but it, it's not. It's hitting a select few, and you know that's that's just where it is. Well, um, you kind of you kind of hit the nail on the coffin when you said people go into these movies looking to be entertained, and there hasn't been that many religious successful movies. And you, you I mean, you hit it right on the spot. A lot of the like religious movies are like B rated movies that get straight to direct you know direct <clears throat> dvd movies to whereas this one you know made over 600 million and it's it's Who? this one is probably the most famous but yet also infamous religious movie out there so yeah you know yeah. and and you know zach i kind of talked to you about this on the phone the other day it's it's tough for hollywood i'll, I'll say it politely it's tough for hollywood to put out a movie like this you know, this yeah. this icon productions deals probably strictly with Mel Gibson. I mean, Apocalypto, Braveheart, What Women Want, Get the Gringo, We Were Soldiers. So they probably felt like he had the green light to do something like this and it would generate revenue. Um, yeah. Whereas I don't think Hollywood wants to touch a movie like this. Mm. I don't, oh, I'll, no. It... I'll, I'll put it that way. Oh, I, I would just say, I was going to bring this up later in the chat and the conversation, but I don't think this movie could have been made today in today's world. There's no way. So I, I know we're jumping the gun like a whole hour into the conversation, but if, if you don't think it could be made today, what do you what do you think the sequel is going to be about? Do you, oh, think no! do, you, do you think the sequel is going to be just as brutal? It has to be. For, if you're trying to be accurate. From my understanding, the sequel... The, comes out the next sequel yeah. The, from from what I understand, the sequel is about it's it's simply titled "The Passion of the Christ Resurrection," and it yeah. deals with, from my understanding, the three days leading up to his resurrection. It's kind of like the events that uh, took place between between him dying on the cross right. to when he comes back. So, so I, yeah. I don't think there shouldn't be right. There, there's no way it should be as graphic as this. Yeah, I, I now that I you know we we talk about it, I'm thinking in terms of movies like oh, if the first one's like that. No, this. What happens, you know, that is probably the peak of the most graphic stuff you're going to see in terms of 
this period that he's trying to put on film. Well, it's it's kind of depicting one of the one of the most horrible, horrid, and honestly, one of the worst ways to actually die. I mean, crucifixion, like the other two guys who I think were like thieves or were, something like that. Yeah, thieves. Mm-hmm. You know, they they actually just gone and got crucified. Like they had one side of it. Yeah. He, on the other hand. You know, and if I'm and not mistaken, I, this is your first time watching it, right? This is my first right. time fully throughout. I've watched it up until midway through the whipping scene. Same thing uh, with you, Fred, right? No, yeah, this was uh, first time ever. Um, and I think it hits uh, me personally, it hit a little bit different with me being uh, of this age. Um, you know, Zach, you said you went and saw it in church. I had that same opportunity with my mom. She asked me if I wanted to go see it. Um, and I, I said no because, you know, she was like, it is fairly graphic. And, you know, if I went into it then, I don't think I would have had the full understanding of what it actually meant or what he was actually trying to represent. Um, you know, and um, I actually went through and I- I'm reading Mark as it stands to kind of, uh, okay. you know, personally and, you know, it kind of lined up with this movie um, to kind of get a, a grasp of how it was being depicted on film compared to the actual Bible. So it does. So in, in that book of the Bible, it does talk about this to, to an it, extent or kind of it fully or does talk about it. It doesn't hit how, how brutally beaten he is prior. Okay. Right. Cause I mean, Apparently, there are documents out there that yeah. have survived that are like some actual witnesses, eyewitness accounts of it. I, I don't fully know. This is just some of the stuff that I've looked into. And, you know, like the whips, those were literally like like small holes <laughs> or thorns They're or like whatever. Hooks. Yeah. That literally would rip flesh. And I yeah. mean, as you've seen when he did the desk at first and then pulled it and he's like, you know, brushing his desk off like... Wood's a heck of a lot harder than our flesh, man. Yeah. And that right there is kind of what signifies because the first the first objects were like what just strips of just sticks basically. Like, yeah, like twigs. And I'm sure that hurt decently oh, yeah, enough. Sure. You know, it wouldn't be fun to take a beating from those. But then they ramped it up after he stood up and showed, you know, okay, I'm I've still got strength. They ramped it up. Yeah. to like 20 levels higher in just insane amount of torture and pain for that matter yeah. to where even the if i'm not mistaken roman guard was like they you were told to punish not yeah. kill and, and you yeah. know even yeah. some of them were divided in that period of time you know they you know in leading up to this he was preaching to a lot of these people a lot of these people believed him and the messages that he was presenting and that he actually was the son of God. And then all of a sudden they just turned on him. You know, they, and it's, it's peer pressure today. Just like today's society, you're following the trend. You're following what everybody else is doing. And, you know, in, in that moment, you don't want to speak out because you don't want to be put in that position with him as well, because you don't know if they're going to do that. If you say you associate with them. Well, that's why, right. you know, Mary, both Mary's and then the man that was with him, I, I don't remember his name. Was it, was that Luke or something? Or I think, Percy? I think, or that was, 
think that was Paul. I think that was yeah. Paul that was with them. So, you know, even those three, they just silently were watching and, you know, kind of grieving about it a little bit, but silently watching and trying to reach out yeah, spiritually, you know. But I I also think that they had an understanding of what was happening. They knew that he kind of understood this was a a, a not just like a judgment, but kind of a, a task put forth through him. And yeah. I mean, he even said that a few times throughout the uh the 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 crucifixion the whipping and all that all that stuff that you know they don't understand what they do father forgive them they don't yeah. understand uh mm-hmm. this is my like i think right before he actually started or they started he said my heart is ready father my yeah. heart is ready you know and stuff yeah. like that so <laughs> it's it's insane to think like all right well, so it's going to suck, but I'm ready. Yeah. You know? So, so let's kind of go back to the beginning because I, I wanted to answer a question that Johnny had yesterday. Yeah. Um, so, in the beginning, jo- Jesus or Yeshua, Yeshua is, is crying in the forest because he is being spoken to and God's telling him what is going to come. And so mm-hmm. he's crying out. And, you know, the reason he gets so upset with the three who are there is he's asking them to keep watch while he goes and prays. And he comes back, and in the Bible, they actually talk about him going back three times. And he's like, you know, you were asleep when you were supposed to keep watch. You know, that's that's one time, second time, third time, etc. And so God's telling him, like, this is the plan. You have to do this. And he's he's crying out, and he's like, you know, why me? Out of everybody, why is can't this be passed on to somebody else? You know, I'm your son. Why are you having to do it to me? And so that's why he's crying. And then while he's doing that, that's when the devil... Uh, which is played by a woman, um, but I also explained this to Johnny. Mark uh, Mel Gibson wanted to portray something that didn't seem uh, natural, um, you know. Yeah. So the eyebrows were shaved; she was shaved. Um, just didn't look like male nor female in the film. Uh-huh. And so she's sitting there, and she's she's tempting them. She's <laughs> like, "You don't have to do this, you know. Who who is this that you're speaking to?" And that's that's basically what he's trying to prevent. Is you know her from being able to tempt everybody. She's tempting them into sin. And that's what this whole movie, this whole book story is based off of. Yeah. So that's to answer your question. That's what it is. Uh, yeah. And I, I had that written down in my question or in my, in, in my questions I also had, uh, you know, there's some really dark scenes about, you know, um, after you meet Mary and then, you know, you have uh, Judas is the one who they, you know, sells them out, sells them out. Yeah. Um, you have so many i don't i think i only counted a few but like the the demon uh cgi scenes almost where the demon turns around and kind of have a little jump scare yeah. in between uh i thought some of those were like pretty pretty freaky um what you guys think of the the flashbacks of him like in his carpenter days and you know pretty much before all this I, stuff was going on i liked i mel gibson's <clears throat> mel gibson's direction of this i thought it was well done looking at it as a film as a film uh fan the fact that he kind of sprinkles in like little flashbacks or memories like when when he's right when he's like carrying the cross through the city it's just like oh this is one where he was preaching up on a hill or this is one when he was talking to his mom while he was making a table breaking this bread is one Passover. yeah so I, I thought it was a good choice to say this is horrible i mean what, what obviously what you're saying is horrendous and awful and you know but they were 
moments in his life that really um, that were significant to him, or as as you read in the Bible, that was very um, important going forward. Yeah, and <clears throat> you know, it's it's you know, if religious or not, this the story really tells the tale of as you can look at it and say to yourself, like as a person, yes, people are going to do you wrong time and time again. I mean, he tells, I think it's Peter, you know, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. And, you know, he, he's like, I don't know this man, you know, whenever he's being beaten and yeah. he says that you're associated with them because you look, um, I think it's Galilean. And, yeah. you know, he's like, I don't know this man says it once. And he looks at him and you can just see in his eyes, like, you know, he knows what he's doing because, Jesus told him he was going to do it, you know, and the fact that you're able to go through and go through all that. And when it finally happens, he hears that rooster crow and he's like, you know what? He told me this was going to happen. You just see that fear in his fear in his eyes. I think that was really, you know, he, he Mel Gibson hit the nail on the, on the, on the head when he did that scene, you know, cause it just speaks on so many levels that people are going to, you know, you can be friends with somebody one day and they're going to deceive you. And they're going to lie and say they're not associated with you when times get tough. And you can take that to any part of your day. And, uh, you know, it's just it was tough to watch when it happened during all that mm -hmm. stuff. But, man, it's I didn't know that this movie was nominated for three Oscars uh, achievement in makeup, best music written in a motion picture, original score, and then uh, best achievement in cinematography. You said it won. Was it so, uh, Oscars? It was nominated for three. Do you think yeah. this movie should have won any? Zach, I'll start with you. I, I mean, I would, I would at least given it, at least makeup and maybe even original score because that score, it is hauntingly frightening and beautiful at the same time, especially at different points of the film when he's getting beat. When he, um, I just remember like actual. A very like goosebump scene is like when he finally gets nailed to the cross and the cross gets like lifted up into the air. And it's just like, you know, the score in that is just so hard hitting and it just makes you feel like, man, I, I'm a terrible person, you know. Um, and the makeup, I mean, the fact that they, he, Jim Cavazell, I mean, he literally looks like he has been obviously beat to beat to hell and just it yeah. the makeup of that is like very well done you, you think mel gibson should have got a nomination i'm really surprised that he didn't um I, I think this movie was obviously so controversial at the time like i remember i think that's why it didn't win anything but are we are we surprised though with what Hollywood I am, is i'm not surprised i am surprised but i'm not surprised i'm surprised that he didn't get nominated just because of how it takes a lot as a director to actually not only to have the courage to tell the story, right. but to actually do it in a way that makes people just feel not uncomfortable. It makes them cry. It makes them just feel emotions that you would never not. Not a lot of movies that I've seen in my lifetime can do that. No, this movie breaks you down at its peaks. It breaks you. Exactly. Down. I'm not surprised just because of Mel Gibson's history and, you know, just because the Academy wants to stay away from like controversial films like this. Yeah. I do wish that he spent a little bit more time on um, <laughs> some of the events leading up to it. Like you, you get some of the flashbacks of, you know, um, 
the betrayals and the Passover and stuff like that. I wish he actually would have started a little earlier with, you know, like um, when he does the Last Supper um, and stuff like that. Well, I was fixing to say the Passover scene where they're breaking bread and drinking the wine. Is that the Last Supper? Or is that just like a, a, like a slight version of it? I, I do think that is, if I'm not mistaken, I do think that is. So <clears throat> let me ask you guys this, just because obviously this, <clears throat> obviously this movie is famous for the graphic nature of the, of what Mel Gibson depicted in this movie. In my, I'm going to go ahead and get my answer. I feel like this movie, it does need to be graphic, but it doesn't. If that makes sense. It's kind of like a 50, 50. I was going to ask um, almost the same thing. Finish your statement and then I'll ask my question. No, I, I mean, that's kind of the question is like, do you think this movie need to be as graphic as it is? I, I, I do because of just like the, the, the nature of the situation. And like you said, Craig, I, is it de- the beatings not depicted is not told in, in the Bible? Is it? <laughs> um, well, it's it's kind of spoken that he will be punished, um, but it doesn't go into detail like he's chained and beaten front and back, which okay. when they flip him over, you know, you're oh. like, okay, he's done. And then they flip him over and start on the, the belly side. It's so, so you asked if this needed to be this graphic. I'm only going to say yes, because I think they really wanted to, you know, w- word of mouth, especially back in the day where the internet was not <coughs> as popular as it is now. I think word of mouth needed to be big for this movie to sell tickets. And I really right. do think that, that it did need to be graphic, you know, almost like, uh, Saving Private Ryan, you know, oh, another war movie, but no, this one's different. It's graphic. You know, the first 10 minutes of Normandy, it's different. And I think that's yeah. what they were going for with Passion of the Christ. I was going to ask you guys, you know, at 54 minutes, he starts getting, he starts getting it, you know, he starts getting beaten really bad. Do you think that the scene was too long? You know, you're, you're, you're looking at about nine, 10 minutes of him just getting tortured do you think it really needed to be 10 minutes long i think i think the reason it was that long was just because the sort of severity of it do i think it needed to not necessarily um i mean don't get me wrong you once they brought out the whips that the the whip whips that was that was like three or four lashes from that thing was enough and then you have then you have the thing that had the the hooks on the end that tore you know the no, that's what off. I'm talking about. That that's yeah. the the whips that I'm talking about. Those are insane. Yeah. That's I mean, some horrible stuff. Like I said, for how non-existent they talk about the actual beating part in the Bible, um, for him to come out and do that, I think, I think his purpose in doing so was to shock people who thought they knew what the crucifixion of Jesus was. Yeah. And I think it's I would, to really drive in the idea that he went through, like you said, Zach, hell in hell order to um, do this for us. What do you what do you yeah. think about right before that scene, right before he gets beaten? You have the Barba scene where they release him and they let him go. <clears throat> and, you know, they're you know, the guy who's making the ruling, making the trials like he, he doesn't he want to do it. Right. Yeah. Well, I think you have to look at that at two different in two different eyes. One eye is a modern and one is an ancient. So the one eye that's modern is like some dude who is kind of crazy and 
is religious to an extreme extent versus some murder. I think the crazy dude's just gonna be fine. He he might have some people that are cool with him, but whatever. Yeah. He thinks he's some messiah, whatever. Yeah. To where the ancient eyes, that was a huge thing back in those days. That I mean, right. you know, you you're claiming to be a messiah. It's not necessarily that people think you're just crazy or something, but <laughs> some people will think, you know, and it grows and grows and grows and grows. Yeah. And I mean, you know, today it'd be kind of just look like dude's on something but <laughs> like, you know at the same time you know you, you can watch that and you can be like man people are truly evil but at the same yeah. time it's it's <laughs> how how forced were some of these people's feelings in order for it to yeah. occur you know what i mean if yeah. it's if there's divine intervention for this to actually happen so that our our sins can be paid for you know, he goes through the most grueling crucifixion of all time, the most grueling death of all time. And, you know, it's like, yes, these people were angry. And yes, these people were like, oh, you know, let's let's follow along because they're saying this. And, it, you know, it's it's group interaction. You know, you one person tells another and the, the group gets bigger, gets bigger, gets bigger, gets bigger. Those people were truly just evil laughing at him and you know and whenever he is getting beaten they are getting divisive people choose to you know guy puts the the sponge on the spear to give him a drink um right before yeah. he he takes his last breath so some people did feel guilt during that time but they still went along with it so you know it's just like that, that was my question during this movie was you know how much of it was people's real intentions and how much of it was well i mean the crowd, just the crowd. And divine intervention, like if God's making it happen, and what do you, He's making him get crucified, like what do you how guys, much of that was it? What do you guys think of the pointing of the fingers that Mel Gibson wanted to make this movie to make the people? You know, how can I put this without sounding? Mel Gibson wanted to make this so hardcore as far as like what they did to him, just to get his point across from you know the people who were doing the actual crucifixion i mean don't get me wrong it wasn't necessarily rainbow fun and you know it it, it was something hardcore because i mean you, you've got to think you know in history i mean even not even 100 years ago there have been times that it's like it's like he made the movie disgusting. just it's like he made the movie just not only to get his point across but to just show how almost evil those people were that did that to him you know Sometimes it's there. There's there is two sides to this movie. You know, you can watch it. and You can be like, man, it, I can't believe. You know, you, you say I can't believe kind of two ways when you watch this. Like, I can't believe they would do this. And then after you watch it and everything's done, you're like, I can't believe he would do this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. somebody would actually go through that entire process. Like he is in Mel Gibson. No, like no, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know. Well, I mean. Like, Mine is the more be able to go through, you know what I mean? And I, I, I get the premises behind it and I get, I get the care, the character as well as, you know, the real, uh, the, the real person, but you got to think there, there would probably be nobody alive today that could go through three no. quarters of that No, no. They would, at, at all. Like the beating would be it. They would never <laughs> yeah. leave that stump. I think the I was about to say yeah I think the first part of it a, a lot of people could go through that 
but the second part with the whips that's a whole nother level that i i don't think very many would survive more than maybe 10 15 lashes truthfully yeah i let alone get and i, I mean just so, by, just by loss of blood I mean, obviously, your body would go into a shock at a certain period of time, and you wouldn't be able yeah. to feel most of it. But just loss of blood. Well, so, and, and that's not and that's not even taking consideration. You know, the beating alone, it's like I think what you said, Johnny, about 10, 15 minutes, yeah. and then him carrying the cross, which is like in retrospect, like in comparison, it'd be like me walking to O Triple C at least, maybe in distance wise. So it was a, it was a not good only, mile-ish, mile and a half. Yeah. Well, not only that, but that cross, people have... So supposedly it was made of pine, but on top of that, people have measured, you know, and all of that and, you know, created it. And apparently it weighed around 165 to 175 pounds. Well, what, do you, what do you think of this? Mel Gibson actually made Jim experience and have him carry a 150-pound cross dropped it on his shoulder, and Jim actually separated his shoulder in while filming the movie. Mel Gibson yeah, made him go through that. Yeah, it makes sense. I don't know about the dropping thing. That would suck. Like, I, I could understand kind of putting yourself a little bit more in that position by trying to carry it, but the dropping thing, that, that yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I don't know. But dang, I, man. I, I really wanted to go and see kind of behind the scenes with all this. I, I, I had seen like a you know, an interview with Mel Gibson and the guy who played Jesus was named Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Cavazell. Yeah. I had seen an interview a long time ago, but this was before I had seen the movie again. I don't think I ever would have fully understood the the gravity of this film 10 years ago. Yeah. Crazy on that. But you know, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> so, the priests throughout, you know, are talking about how, like, he said that uh, take down the, uh, what is it, take down the uh, church, uh, I think is what they used, and then uh, rebuild it within three days, well, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. G Jesus said he could do that. You know, he's like, I am the son of man. I, I could tear down this church and have it rebuilt in three days with no hands. And. Yeah. The funny thing is, like, throughout the story is that once he actually does pass, that's – or, well, maybe it was right before. It was one of the two. It was after his he last passes, class. all of the, the temple cracks. Yeah, you know, that – and, I mean, so much happens after that. Uh, and the only ones that aren't kind of running are both married. The, the and, people who believed and the people who knew. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and here. they're going up and they're, you know – I, I think uh, Mother Mary, for that matter, gone ahead and kissed his feet, you know, and had had his blood on her and all that, but yeah. kissed his feet one last time, and mm -hmm. you know, kind of got to leave his side, and you know, eventually is there, they cut him down. Is there anything in the Bible? Because I obviously I haven't seen this movie in twenty years, but was there anything in the Bible about him like healing a, a soldier, like the guy, one of the it soldiers he just got ripped off? It okay, and like he just touched it and it just reappeared. Okay. Yeah, I could probably find it. Um, I have it right here, but uh, I didn't know if that was done for like dramatic purposes no. or was that like something it's, directly it's from talked the Bible? about it. He, even through, you know, he he knew that people were going to deny him. He knew that he was going to go through with this process, and even still, he was, you know, you know, don't treat treat others as he would always treat them, whether they were against him or, or for him. You know, it's yeah, and 
those are the little details that when you watch this, you're like, man, this dude really was all about just treating people. What do you, kindness. you know, of course we know how the ending goes. You guys just hit it on the, on the head with the crucifixion and then the, the earth shattering uh, scenes at the end. What do you guys think the legacy of this film is going to be with the 20th anniversary looming next year, the sequel coming out next year? And then, you know, I've, I've read that Mel Gibson wants to do this in a, a re-release. You think it's going to make more money? You think people this this day and age is going to go see it again? I I would hope so. Um, I don't truly know the, the heart of a lot of people, but it feels like in this day and age, I, I think... I, I think it'll have think its the next audience. movie. It'll have its audience. I don't think it'll hit six hundred million. No. Hopefully, with it coming out, people might go back and revisit the Passion of the Christ. I do think that this movie, you know, you, you sit there and you look at some other books based on the Bible, and they're nowhere near the quality they're, of this. And, and that's the thing. Like you, you talked about it earlier, Craig. It's just like bridge. <laughs> The rest of these Christian movies, and I don't mean to sound terrible or anything, but they're just bad. You know, it's just like they're they're. I'm not gonna say low they're production. in it to make money. They're low production. It's just like they don't take the time. Yeah. It like that. Well, like what was the? It's, you it's about like not, movies like Courageous. It's not just the yeah, time. Fireproof. It's, yeah. It's essentially movies are bets. They're gambles. You yeah. have to present them to production companies and they have to say okay we think this movie is going to make this much money and so they go off of a percentage of that and that's what they give you to make the movie so if you go to a production company and they're like this movie is only going to make 30 million here's 5 million to make the movie of course yeah. you're not going to be able to get the best actors the best equipment the best makeup etc cetera, etc cetera. and that's why i think this movie was able to succeed is because mel gibson had the people back him and you know he only had thirty million, and it made over six hundred million. So you're asking yourself, why isn't there more movies like this? You know, it's in two thousand four making six hundred million. You're up there with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think this was like the same fourth. Year. This was the fourth, just, or high, fourth or fifth highest grossing film of the year. I just don't think there's that many directors willing to take that gamble on putting stuff like this in their movie. The gamble, or they don't want to have their name attached to it. I don't think they want to have their name attached to it because I one <laughs> I think it's two things. One, I think anytime you make a Christian movie and now today's, I think you are going to be compared to Passion, regardless of if you're talking about Jesus or the crucifixion. Even though that I mean, you say Christian movies, I don't think Mel Gibson planned on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, what I'm saying is I don't think Mel Gibson planned. On, I think he just wanted to make a drama about the last days of, of Jesus' life. I don't think he planned on this being a, a titled Christian movie. Well, I would think you would have to go it, into it because it's like it's it's directly from a Bible. It's it's directly stemming from what is religion. I, I mean, it's like the other movies. I'm like I put up. I just put like Christian movies in Google and like. Miracles from Heaven, Heaven is Real, War Room, The Shack, Father Shoe technically is in there, Courageous, Son of God, Fireproof. It's just, you know, these movies, they don't, I just don't, I just don't know how to describe it. It's just one of those things just like, you see passion where, you know, it was made with the utmost attentions of what Mel Gibson was trying to do. And then you look at these other ones, you're just like, yeah. 
it has nothing even to do with low budget. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel right, or it doesn't feel like real. If if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I watched Left Behind um, with Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Um, I think the day after I watched Passion of the Christ, just I was kind of going off and, and getting all, as much as that as I could. Um, and you know, like you said, it was low budget, even though it had um, oh one of the quote-unquote heartthrobs from the early 2000s in it. Um, I mean, it had people in it that were actors, but it, like you said, it's it's just not... Oh, Chad Michael Murray was in that? Chad Michael Murray, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, it, I, I can't explain why it is like it is, you know, but... All right. Like I, like I said, I mean, obviously we'll... We'll see what Resurrection does. I mean, I, I agree with you guys. I don't think it'll bring in as much money as Passion. Um, but, you know, I could be wrong. Other movies have made double. We're skipping favorite scene today, guys. We're going straight into star rating. Uh, Zach, I'm, we'll I'm, I'm going to skip want, star rating. You want to know, I, I, this is not a favorite scene. I think you want it the most powerful scene, and I commend Mel Gibson for doing it, is actually showing the life of Jesus going out and his eye actually dilates just to him taking his last breath. I thought that was very emotional, very well done. And very, um, it felt like, yeah, the, the journey is complete. Well, and then also you have him kind of, I, th I think at the very end, he's standing in the tomb. Yeah. yeah about to walk out. I, I think the shroud so, to go down. honestly, I think you want to talk about more, most powerful scene. It's, it's, it's seeing the holes in his hand, knowing that he actually did resurrect and it actually yeah. was Jesus Christ that that came back in three days. I think that's yeah, because yeah, because I kind of just pay attention to that scene, just curious about what Mel Gibson might do for the next one. Yeah, it, I mean, it shows it almost like like freeze frames on his hand as he walks up, but sees the hole, and the movie ends. So, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be with Craig. I'm gonna skip this, skip the star rating because it's it just, you know, like I said, I haven't seen this movie in 20 years, and it, it's not a film that. I really, I don't, I, I just don't think you can actually grade it, to be honest. I, it's just I'll, something that. I'll say this this movie made me cry uncontrollably more than I've probably ever cried in my, in my entire life. This movie yeah. did stuff to me that I, I never thought I would do. I was crying, shaking. Um, it, it was honestly for me in that moment that I watched this movie, it was extremely just. I, I didn't feel normal it's wild, wild isn't it? yeah and so literally when i was 13 and i first seen this this film for the first time uh partially like i said you know about the time that they started using the thorn or nail or razor or whatever whips i i literally like i like that that's the exact thing like i i, I started crying and i just i couldn't watch anymore and i walked off I walked into my room and I was, I just, I, I don't know. I cried for at least 10, 15 minutes, but it was, I mean, like, it was just something I couldn't take. And I mean, well, I, I sat there and I was, I, I, there were points where I was like, I, I, I think I'm going to skip this scene because I'm starting to get uncomfortable. But then I, 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 I thought had to break myself, it up. Like, I, I can't skip this because if he, he really went through this. So if he can go through this, I I can at least just understand what he went of, through. Of yeah, I, 
I had to break it up after the beating scene, and then they did the, put the, the crown of thorns on his head. I was like, I, I gotta stop. I need a break from this. It just <laughs> the people that went and saw this in the theater. I, I can't imagine walking <laughs> out and just what you yeah. what you would think. Yeah. Eating your popcorn. Yeah, it's it, like just oh. the. I feel like resurrection <clears throat> or whatever uh, resurrected resurrection, whatever he decides to call it, um, might be a better one to go see. I think that one might be a little bit. So since I haven't touched much on that, is this going to be another Mel Gibson project or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's directing it. Okay, I, don't I think, thought so, but I don't think he lets anybody. I say let. I don't think anybody would dare take to touch the second that. film from I, I, what he did. I was I was going to put this in there. Like you imagine the you you said could you imagine the people sitting in the theater eating this you know watching this eating their popcorn? Could you imagine the people on the set? Filming this, watching yeah. this, saying cut, you know, saying action, and then sitting there watch. I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna, like, how, how, how numb do you think they might have been towards the end of filming that? You know what I mean? Like, you're seeing somebody act, acting, getting brutally beaten day in, day out, maybe for three, four days, depending on how long it took. You know, it's yeah. half the movie. So, honestly, it, it probably took a little bit longer than that, but. Yeah, I mean, just to see somebody, they come out and make up, and it's, you know, if they were a religious person at that time, seeing what they believe as Jesus Christ coming onto it, like, that had to have been one of, you know, just like a a surreal experience. Experience. Not like you would wake up every day and just probably not know how to feel. I I will say this just, and I'm not saying that as jest or anything, but I gotta say, they gave Jim some really luscious hair for being back. Like the hair was really, really nice. That like, and I'm not trying to be a funny person or whatever, but like for that time, you wouldn't expect yeah, hair to look that like. Yeah. Looks like he's good. in a Pantene commercial. Yeah, seriously. I mean, jeez, man. Yeah. Um, um I, I was uh, fairly close to doing a rewatch on this. Um, just up until the actual uh, crucifixion, um, just to kind of get like the feel of how everybody interacted with them and just the stuff leading up to it. But um, which is yeah, yeah. I was now one are <laughs> you and I, or are you not doing the rating at all? I I, I don't care on either way. I'm just asking you because I mean I, I respect for both of them, but. If you want to, I will. If you don't, I won't. So, next week, guys, we're talking Sicario Monday, May twenty second. Uh, back in the day, me and Edward talked the second one day of the Saldana. Next week, we're talking the second or the the first one. Uh, Emily Blunt, Josh Brolin, uh, Mister Del Toro. I think this is going to be a fun rewatch. I haven't seen it since me and the old Ed did the uh, uh, episode a few years ago. So, and this will be the first time I'm checking out the uh, 4K Stillbook. So, oh. I'm uh, I'm excited for next week's next week's rewatch for Sicario. Um, but, you know, also you have uh, who else is in there? Uh, Daniel Kaluuya in there. Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, in Daniel Kaluuya. Yep. So uh, I think this should be a fun rewatch. And then we end the month of May with uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. 
a 2022 remake. Um, no Fast Ten. No Fast Ten. I think we're not. We're gonna skip out on Fast X and uh, all the CGI characters that might be in there. So um, news did break that Dwayne Johnson has a cameo at the end of the movie. So I think they let that slip. Of course, I can't keep anything a secret. So no. Um, but guys, next week uh, we'll talk. Are we doing mailbag? Sicario. Next week we will touch on the mailbag after the uh, finger tips of this episode of, of uh, Passion of the Christ. Well, I'll, You said a lot of people have been emailing in. I want to hear some of them. A lot of people yeah, have been emailing them. So, um, Anything about last week's episode? Guardians? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, we got... I'll skim through some of the Guardians. I just, you know, we, we always talk about people sending stuff in, and I feel like we haven't touched mail. And it has been a while since we've touched mail. So. <clears throat> Let me get to it. Mail time, mail time, mail time. Uh, Phasma 616. Guardians is probably the most overrated film I've seen of this 2023 year. Six stars. Uh, Steven says, I can't believe you guys would come to the conclusion of a Passion of the Christ episode. Have never seen it. We'll never see it. That stuff does not need to be on TV. Uh, Gabriel says, um, one of my favorite movie theater moments growing up was when my family took me to go see Pastor of the Christ. It was eye-opening and completely changed my young adulthood. Eight stars. Uh, Sam G69 says, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was probably the best Marvel movie since Infinity War. I think it was also better than Endgame. Ten stars. Oh, wow. uh, Natalie says, I cannot wait for you guys to review Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I got my ticket already. In your eyes, do you think this is the most important Spider-Man movie of them all thus far? This, uh, this could, essentially, if they wanted to take, take it and run with it, this could be the start of the trajectory for Spider-Man movies moving forward. If they yeah. wanted to, you know, they didn't really take anything out of, I say that <laughs> Marvel completely went uh, multiverse after the first one. So yeah. we'll see. Long awaited uh, movie. Coco Chris says, I am actually atheist, but I watched this movie for your review and I had a hard time sitting down and sitting all the way through each scene. I could not believe what Mel Gibson put on screen. It was my first time watching this movie, and even it made me shed a tear towards the end. How come something like this does not get seen more often today? Yeah. Because we have things like Sam Smith at the Grammys on TV. I think people don't want to pay attention to their emotions as much as they do as well as religion is here and there with a lot and people get very angry even to this day over different religions, whether you're Jewish or Christian or, you know, Muslim or anything like that. But yeah, 
this I mean, was, this there's was, strong feelings. Every, everybody has the right to be able to indulge in what they want to indulge in. I mean, we have we have stuff for everybody. So to be able to say <laughs> you don't believe that something should be out there is, is kind of hypocritical. This one's funny because, I mean, the subject matter we just got done talking about and then what we're talking about next week. Kennedy says, are you guys going to do a top five drugs you want to try for Sicario next week? <laughs> oh, no top five. Uh, no top five next week. Zach will let you lead with that one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a very interesting offer, but no, I, I, I'm good. I think we'll skip that. Uh, I agree. And we'll end with this one. Quentin says, do you think Star-Lord will have his own movie or where do you see him next in the MCU? Disney Plus series. Or he might show up in like, uh, I'm trying to think of what's coming out. If they do another Thor, maybe, which I don't think, I, don't, I think Chris Hemsworth's done, but we'll, we'll, well see. Since, since Rocket died, or almost died, you think he would be in like, maybe... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I would probably say, I would, I would, I would agree with you, Zach. I think he's in the Disney Plus series. Yeah. Well, damn, could have warned a brother for a second over there. Oh my! God. I forgot you haven't seen it. Which one? What? I haven't seen Guardians Three yet. Wait, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about either. About a... Yeah, Once okay. it's basically watch... uh. uh Rocket almost no, died or did no. Die. He's so. talking about the Christmas special. I see the smile. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm. It's Monday, bro. I just love smiling. Smiling's my yeah. favorite. Smiling's my favorite too. I'll believe you more on that, but yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, guys, well, um, at least you didn't spoil the real spoiler of the movie. movie. What Drax dying? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, speaking of uh, spoiler, that's the spoiler for next week is we're talking Sicario from 2015. Uh, guys, any thoughts on Sicario next week? Zach? Uh, yeah, uh, excited to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in a while. So, Ed, have you seen Sicario or have you just seen the second one? Man, I'm going to honestly say I don't remember if I watched Sicario, the original, or not before that. So I'm just going to say I've not watched it and go from there. Zach, is, is this going to be a- anywhere? Uh, no, it is not. It, is this going to be a Craig situation where you're going to get like halfway through? It's like, oh, yeah, I did see this already. I believe it's, I, what movie was that that I said that? Potentially. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember which it was like a It was like a terrible, I think it was like a terrible movie we watched. I don't remember what it was though. Part of me think maybe it was Juice. Did you do that on Juice? Part of me thinks you did. No, it wasn't Juice. Damn. Look at Craig. Craig has never seen Juice. Does he look like a man that has seen Juice? <laughs> He was on that episode. He was uh, on that episode. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm am a seventy five percent. I'll be on next week's episode. Uh, after what I said last week, uh, I feel better. I feel I feel like I'll kind of go on a week by week basis. So, so uh, I'll, I'll look into it and I'll, I'll let you know next week. Sicario, Craig, Ed, Zach. Until then. Everybody, thank you for joining this conversation, and we will see you next Monday, May 22nd, for Sicario. Ed, enjoy your birthday. Enjoy that vacation. Easy, easy. Thanks. See you all next week. Later. Bye.